Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where I interview guests about their crazy, unique occupations or life experiences. I'm your host, Leslie Fear. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Today, I'm joined with Abby Eisbinger. She is a past life regressionist. She's also a psychic medium. Abby, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me back. I love your content on TikTok because you talk about so many crazy, amazing things when you put up these videos of your clients and what they say when you take them into their past lives and they talk about all kinds of other things. But today we're going to talk about our session. You actually did a past life regression on me and guys, I cannot wait to talk about this. Yeah, you know, actually, I'm really excited to talk about this today because you had a phenomenal session. Yeah, you know, I didn't expect what came out of my mouth because like I, I wanted to, like I told Abby earlier, I wanted to tell my listeners, you know, at first you're kind of nervous because you're like, I've never had anyone kind of control me, not that she controls you, but you know, you wonder what's going to happen because it's nerve wracking. You don't really understand how it all works. I've never done it either. Guys, it was a breeze. It was so easy and all it was for me and I think for most people, I was just in a really nice state of relaxation. I knew every single thing that I was saying. I don't know if that happens for everyone. So Abby, what, what happens? What What's the typical way people do this? Yeah, you know, so honestly, there's three different types of people okay. that have the sessions that, in the way that they remember them or that they're present in them. Okay. The majority of people do feel very alert, like they're awake and they know that there's words coming out of their mouth, but they just don't know where the words are coming from. Right. Kind of like they're sitting in a corner watching it all happen. Right. For the most part, they remember it when they wake up. And then there are other people that remember it kind of like a dream. So they remember bits and pieces of it. And in order to kind of jog their memory, they have to re-listen to their session. And then... There are people that wake up and say, I'm so sorry I fell asleep. What just happened? (laughs) I don't remember anything. It really just depends on the person. You know, one thing that I love about doing these sessions is the brainwave state that we use is called the theta brainwave state. Mm. And this is something that you are naturally in twice every day. First in the morning when you wake up and right at night before you doze off to sleep. So the state of mind that we use is something that everybody naturally is in every day. Okay, that's why I think it's, it felt so natural for me because I was just really relaxed. I wasn't like, you know, well, the thing is when you first start, now you know me fairly well, so I know typically you have to kind of ask more questions to people that you don't know as well. Um, so you, you ask these amazing questions, even though they filled out kind of a, a, a spreadsheet of, hey, this is kind of what I would like to know. Can you cover some of this? But I love how thorough you are that you go in and you say, okay, would you like me to ask about your, you know, Akashic records or would you like to, you know, whatever you decide you want Abby to do. So when you took me under, well, I say under, I don't know what to call it. When you got me relaxed after about the first 30 minutes or so, you started asking me questions. Now, is this typical questions you ask everyone? Do you kind of start out that way? Yes. So what happens once we get you into that trance-like state Mm -hmm. and I take you into the past life, it's pretty much the same questions that I ask everyone. What do you see around you? What do you feel or see in your hands? What do you feel or see on your feet? Um, I have you describe, you know, if you feel male or female, younger or older, Mm -hmm. describe what you're wearing and kind of describe the landscape that you're seeing around you. That's pretty specific and it's pretty much mirrored from session to session because 
we have to get an idea of, first of all, who you are and where you're at, what life you're in. And so if you ask all of these questions, you can get a really good idea of the era that you're in, maybe what year, what location, all of those things. Exactly. Because, you know, you're not always male. You're not always female. You're not always human, right? Right. We only went into one of my past lives, and it was a course in England, which I knew it would be. And um, I don't know if I just conjured that up because I wanted to talk about that particular life or if it just kind of my guides decided to show me that. I think that's kind of a combination thing. I don't know. Do you think it's one of those things where you can kind of ask your guides to give you the life that would give you the best result of something that would help you in the future? Would you think that would be fair to say? Yeah, so at the very beginning of a session, we set an intention. Okay. Um, and the intention is essentially is to be shown the life that will help you most on your journey today. Okay. Um, on the journey that we're going on. So, for instance, you were shown a life that kind of mirrored the energy and the life that you're living now. Yes. And that's typically what happens is people mm-hmm. are shown a life very, very, very similar to the life that they're in in that moment. Right. Because um, I was in England and I was not an only child. I'm not an only child in this life, but I was the youngest and I'm the youngest in this life. But I was one of those things where I, I needed to get married because I think it was like in England or in the 18, like 50s or something, right? It was in the 1800s sometime. Yeah, it was pretty early on to where you need to get married, get out of your parents' house, that kind of thing. That's what they're kind of expected to do. But I was really close to my dad. Like I wasn't really close to my mom like I was my dad, which was kind of probably unusual for the time. Right. Yes. And it was. And I think also in that lifetime you were very headstrong. You could have taken care of yourself. You didn't need anybody to take care of you, but because that was the role that women played, grew up, you got married, you had a man take care of you. Um, It was almost like you had no choice but to do that. Exactly. And I wasn't all that in love with my husband. I think I cared for him and we respected each other, but it wasn't one of those, you know, diehard love romance things. You know, it was just one of those things where I knew I had to do it. So, and I didn't really live that long, which was kind of crazy too. But I don't think a lot of people lived that long back then either. So I think I died of scarlet fever. You did, yes. And that's what I thought was so interesting when we were trying to figure out what it was that you had when we were at the day of your death. I think it took us a little bit to figure out that yes. you did have scarlet fever because you kind of were saying how, you know, you, you're, I, I'm really sick, but I don't know why the fever just came out of nowhere. Mm. Um, and then as we were able to kind of look more into the day, that's when you realized, oh, wow, I have scarlet fever. That's what I have. Yes. And it was interesting because you were the only one that that, can, yeah. that contracted the scarlet fever. Yeah. It didn't sound like anybody else around you got it. It was just you. Yeah. And I was probably in my, I don't even know, like my thirties, maybe. I don't even know. Do you remember? I don't. It was mid thirties. I think 34 or 35. Your son in that life was still very young. Yes. Yes. And see, she remembers as much, if not more than I do, because guys, I've listened to it back and I'm sure she's listened to it back and she knows it because we didn't do it very long ago. But some of the things I don't remember that she said to me. So this is kind of fun to talk to her about it again. So, (laughs) so that was one life. But then you took me to another, like, I don't know if it was just, I don't know how we got on the subject, but we talked about, you t- oh, you took me to my higher self and asked my higher self about future earth, right? Yes. So what I did first is we went into the spirit realm and I believe I connected you with your father, with your late father in that space. Yes. 
Um, and then from there, we went to the higher self. Um, actually, I think I also took you to source to kind of so that you could get an idea of source God, whatever it is that you call that energy, which is one of my favorite things to do with yes. people so that you get a chance to create your own truth in that space, not what you are conditioned to create, right? Right. And then we went to the higher self. And I think we may have even talked to Source about the new earth, if I'm not mistaken. And I think that Source may have even given us a, a few things about it. And then we went to the higher self. And the information that we got from the higher self was just out of this world. <laughs> yeah, literally, you guys, um, my higher self, because, you know, Source will give you information, but it's limited, I think, because it's almost like... I don't know why I, I I don't remember what I said or what source said to us. It was more about what my higher self said. But what happened was when she took me and talked to my higher self and about future earth, my higher self said, in the year 2027, there will be first contact. But before then, we will start dreaming, collectively dreaming about extraterrestrials. And they, they're doing that on purpose so that we will be not shocked when we come in contact with them, right? Yes. And what blew my mind is, so when I made my clips and posted parts of your session to my TikTok, yeah. there was so many hundreds of people were talking about how they were already having those dreams. Yes, uh, I know. And I, I, I was looking at those. I haven't looked at them except for a couple times. I haven't looked at them back. But I know they were like, oh my gosh, I'm already having dreams. And I was like, what? Because guys, I remember almost every single thing. I mean, I don't remember what I had for dinner last night, right? So, you know, I don't remember everything. But while I was in the moment, I do remember talking about this. I was completely and totally aware of every single word that came out of my mouth. And I know that doesn't happen for everyone, but it did for me. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, there were some things that we discussed, like political wise, yes. that I think I even said, like, boy, I bet Leslie's going to be shocked when she, when she goes back and listens to this, because some of the things that were said, I could tell would have never come from your Leslie consciousness. Yeah. If that makes sense. I know. I know. And tell them what I said. I'll let you tell them this time. So, well, I asked about the presidency and mm -hmm. the kind of chaos that we're in right now. Um, and the higher self essentially said that the last president that we had needed to be in office. He played yes. a role. Yes. Um, and he played the role the way that he was supposed to. Yes. Everything went the way. And that we needed to be thankful for him to play the part the way that he did because it needed to go that way yes. to get us where we're meant to be. But that would be the last time that he would ever be in office yes. um, in that particular role, which I thought was interesting. But what was interesting to me was that the higher self said, we need to be thankful for him. And that's when I chuckled and said, boy, I can tell this isn't Leslie's consciousness. <laughs> I, know, I was like, don't get me wrong. I don't want to talk about political stuff, but she just brought it up. So, uh, but that's just what it said. So, and I was shocked because I was like, you know, Right now, according to polls, it's a very big possibility that this person could come back. So I'm glad that maybe we have an opportunity for someone else to come in. You know, they did say that when someone else did come in, things would change drastically. Yes. So there is good waiting for us. We just got to get there. <laughs> exactly. And I remember talking about, and this was kind of incredible to me. I remember saying, 
We've got to change our economy. We have to change the way we think about energy and how we conduct our money situation in all of this because it we shouldn't have to pay to be human. We shouldn't have to pay to, you know, like our medical and stuff. Don't get me wrong. Eventually you have to pay somewhere, somehow. But when you go bankrupt because you have cancer in America or when you can't afford to pay your mortgage uh, because the economy is so bad and now all of a sudden you're homeless and you've always made it just fine. There's got to be another way and we're going backwards. And I remember them saying that will change and it will change very quickly too. They did, yes. They said that it's something that will change very quickly. That the extraterrestrial help that we're going to get is essentially going to help release some of the control that is over us because we are very controlled by the government and what we do and how we spend our money and how mortgages, you know, all those things. It's 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 a very controlled environment right now. Yes, yes. Um, And, And also the zero energy and what I understand with that is, yes, is um, because I looked up like Bob Lazar and because I've seen him a little bit, not a lot, talk about zero energy. And I didn't really know what that was. But he talks about that's how they move their ships. They, they use gravity and gravitational forces for their energy. And we have the capability of doing it on this planet as we speak. And supposedly we might actually know how to do it, but there's money and there's control and everybody wants all the material things. So we got to get away from that. Right. Well, I mean, and that makes sense if you think about it, that there's a lot of money in yes. moving things. You know, if we use gravitational energy, well, then we may not need the oil and, exactly. and the money that goes into that. And, you know, there will be a lot of profit losses. And why would the elites want that? Because that's where they make their money, how they make their money. Exactly. And, you know, it's it's free energy. Like if, if we're all taught how to do it, we won't need the big corporations telling us how much our gas bills are or how much our electric bills are or burning coal that's dirtying the air and all the things because we all remember how it looked when we were all two weeks in confinement during COVID on lockdown. And we all remember how the sky looked for just a week. And we were all like, what? This looks amazing. And this is just us shutting down for two weeks. This is how amazing Mother Earth is. She can totally just heal herself. But right now we're just destroying her by every millisecond. So they've got to step in. And I think that's one reason why they're stepping in so quickly now. I mean, You know, it's funny because since COVID happened, Abby, I mean, it's like the world's so different. We all know that. And the world is so different. It's like aliens are here. Okay. Hey, listen, nothing's so weird anymore. Everything's normal. Aliens are coming. Okay. I'm ready. You know, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So we did that and we did that session and that was about a two and a half, three hour session. So that's how long it takes, guys. But I got to tell you, Abby is so, and you know, yes, I have her on my podcast. Yes, she's my friend. I'm going to tell you she's fantastic because she is. But I've never felt the kind of feeling I had with her because she's so really, truly good at what she does. She teaches classes. And I've had people tell me that have taken her classes, like Christina Curran is taking your class now. And she's like, Leslie, this is incredible. And I cannot wait to be able to do this for my clients because she's an amazing teacher. And I know you are because of how I felt when I went under, I say under whatever it was, the relaxation part, because, you know, it was just one of those things, you knew what you were doing. And 
you know, I was so relaxed the whole time. I mean, I totally was just, and it, it wasn't scary. You know, it wasn't any more woo-woo than the stuff I talk about on this podcast. So it wasn't, you know, in that way scary at all either. So I just commend you for that. But also when you are taking people back, do you do also things like, hey, I want to quit smoking. I want to quit drinking. I want to lose weight. How do you handle those things? Yes. So I've had many clients that have come through wanting to quit smoking there are several different ways that you can go at it, okay. um, that you can go about trying to heal that part of the person. First of all, okay. when it comes to quitting smoking or quitting drinking, addictions, things like that, mm-hmm. you have to consciously want that. Okay. If you don't consciously want to quit smoking, it's not going to work. And if it does, it's going to work for a very short time and then boom, you go right back to okay. it. So there is a certain conscious level that you have to be at. But I have helped many people quit smoking. I say I have helped. I have coached many people to reach their higher selves so that they could help themselves stop smoking, stop drinking. I have also worked with people who have, you know, they want to look at weight loss. They want to figure out why they're overweight. What can they do to move forward with it? Right. And, you know, one of the biggest things, one of the most important things to look at when it comes to getting into stuff like that is the root cause of why it's present. Yes. Um, when it comes to smoking, when it comes to drinking, when it comes to weight loss, why do they have a problem? What's the root cause of it? You know, weight loss can vary. Sometimes people have been through significant trauma and the weight is what makes them feel safe. Yes. Um, yes. Sometimes the weight can be something that, for instance, I had a client that ended up starting in her past life mm-hmm. um, in a Jewish concentration camp. Oh, wow. And she carried that trauma with her. Yeah. And so in this life, she carried all of that weight so that she never had to live, you know, not going without food again. Makes sense. Um, yeah. You know, I've had clients that like with smoking, it, it smoking and drinking drugs, things like that. It's always trauma related. Always. Mm. There's never a past life instance that has caused them to drink or smoke or do drugs in this life. It's always trauma related. Yeah. You know, people that go through trauma and extensive things in their life, you know, we are all so conditioned, at least in my generation of people, I'm 37. And in my generation, in my parents' generation, we were so conditioned to not talk about it. Oh, you went through it. It's fine. You oh, made yeah. it through it. Now let's not talk about it. Let's just move on. And just moving on didn't allow anybody to heal from what they went through. So they suppress all of that energy. Well, that energy is suppressed and it gets manifest and you get angry or you get anxiety or you deal with, you know, depression disorders, mental disorders, things like that. You have to be able to work through the trauma in order not to have a crutch to lean on. I have yet to meet anyone who comes to me with a substance abuse or nicotine abuse or, you know, a, a drug addiction that doesn't have a severe amount of trauma that we have to get to the root cause of to figure out why they're using that substance or that nicotine or that drug to suppress all of those feelings that they just don't want to deal with, that they don't want to feel because they were never taught how to deal with it, how to heal. Um, And fortunately, when it comes to healing, you have to be willing to feel all of that pain again in order to release that. Mm. And especially people that have been through a significant amount of it, it's a lot. It's, yeah. it's not an easy thing to do. But if you're coming in to look at something like that, you have to be willing yes. to address that trauma so that we can release it 
so that you can move forward. Absolutely. Um, you know, other things that we can do, you can really channel the energy of just about anything. You can, for instance, channel the energy of breast cancer or mm. cervical cancer, oh, wow. ovarian okay. cancer, yeah. lung cancer, really any, you know, because every cancer is a different energy, mm, right? And right. learning now that, you know, cancers are parasites that manifest, right? Okay. And so you can channel the energy of those. I have some people that come in that are in severe financial distress. And we can channel the energy of money to figure out why. That is they just are so incredible to me. It's that is amazing, you know, because you're right. Everything is energy, Abby. Every single thing in this world is energy. Now, let me ask you this: since you're a psychic medium, are you able to also use those abilities when you have someone under hypnosis, or do you kind of have to turn that off and go to the hypnosis, Abby? No, absolutely. I use my intuitional, my psychic abilities when I'm doing sessions. For instance, I had a client in the very, very beginning, one of the first people that I did sessions with, she regressed into a life where she worked for the government as like a very top secret job. Essentially, she destroyed files um, that probably shouldn't have been destroyed, but the government was destroying them. And she was in a room doing all of this work shredding all of this paperwork Mm -hmm. and it was time for her to go to the restroom and she got up to leave and she panicked in the session like started hyperventilating she's like I can't get out there's no windows there's no doors I I can't get out of here and intuitionally I thought there is a pad somewhere on the wall that will read her fingerprints and so that's what I told her you know I want I said I, I what I want you to do is I want you to run your hand along the wall until you see something come up and so when we did that she happened to go over the the pad that was the same color as the wall yeah and when that happened then the wall separated and she was able to leave that room i did a session just today where my client was experiencing a lot of activity around her home and intuitionally Mm -hmm. what i heard and saw was a portal and so when we got to the higher self, I asked the higher self about that, if there was a portal in or around the home that needed to be closed. And before I could even really ask the question fully, the higher self said, I'm already closing the portal. Oh, wow. So it does help a lot being able to tap in and connect to that energy myself, um, because I can use those abilities to help through sessions. Now, training others, you don't have to be intuitive to learn how to do this at all but it is beneficial for you if you are intuitive you know Dolores Cannon one of the big things that she taught was that she had absolutely no psychic abilities at all Mm. she learned everything that she learned through doing these sessions yes yes but through learning to do the sessions and doing them you also are opening yourself up to you know that that higher part of yourself so if somebody comes in and they have no intuitional abilities by the time my class is finished they are in shock at what they're experiencing because they opened that up through learning and doing sessions Wow, because everybody has the ability. I mean, whether you, and the thing is, it's almost like she was practicing every single time she had a session, whether she knew it or not. You know, you're exposing yourself to a whole different kind of modality, right? And then all of a sudden, they're in a different dimension, and they're taking you with them. Of course, you're going to see all kinds of stuff with them, especially if you're psychic. So, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, 
I am so impressed by you too. And the way that you do it. So if somebody were to come to you, tell me how it all works too. Like I even know, cause it's not the cheapest thing in the world, but I do know you have payment plans, but it's not terribly expensive either. But I know you're so attainable to basically anybody, correct? Right. Yeah. You know, the one thing that I wanted to be able to do with this type of work is I wanted to be able to help people. That's yes. the whole reason why I got into doing this. Yes. And so I didn't want to set my prices so high right. that the people who needed the help couldn't afford to do it. Right. Um, and so that's why my prices are set the way that they are, because there are so many of us that do need that extra help to connect to our higher selves so that we can help ourselves. Right. And, you know, I do have payment plans like through PayPal. I have a third party app also that I use for payment plans to allow more people to be able to come to me. And that was kind of my goal when I started doing this is I wanted to be able to help more people than, you know, what others may be able to do that have, you know, much higher prices, which I'm not, you know, docking by any means because this is an exchange of energy. It's very draining on me. It's draining on the client. So I'm not, you know, docking that at all, but at the same time, you know, I wanted to be able to reach as many people as possible, you know, without completely draining myself. Of course. And, you know, and the things that you find out from these sessions, girl, I mean, just with my session alone and the extraterrestrials, how in line are the things that I said, how similar are they to other people that you've talked to? Do you have any idea? That's what blows my mind about doing these sessions is it's not like you're the only person that's given us that information. There are people from all around the world that I talk to about this. I've been hearing about this for a year now from people from all over the world. I did a session in France about eight months ago and that client in France, we talked about this. I've done sessions in New Zealand and I've done sessions in Australia and all of these sessions, people do and say the same things. And that's what is so mind blowing to me about doing these sessions. You know, a lot of people, maybe not a lot of people, because I try to align myself with people that are open minded, but you know, you do have the skeptics and the people that say, Oh, that's mumbo jumbo. That's not true. And I respect that. But at the same time, how can you not start to lean towards it when you have 30 people all from exactly. different parts of the world who don't know each other telling me basically the same thing? It's like the near-death experiencers. They may all have totally different experiences, but they all say the same core things. They say the other side's more real than here. Yes. And they say they didn't want to come back. And they and they all, like I said, have their own individual experiences, but they still don't want to come back. They say it's just amazing. And you don't have any ego there. And it's just it's you're wrapped in love and all the things that now you're hearing the same things that your clients are saying just from their higher self or just maybe their subconscious is not always a higher self thing, right? Right. No, it's not. You know, I channel with all beings. Um, You channel with source. You channel with the archangels. You can channel with deities. You can channel with the ascended masters. You know, you can channel pretty much any being, you know, and I work with light beings. So, you know, channeling all of these different light beings through all of these different clients, and they all say the same things. One thing I love about it is when I take people from their death into the spirit realm, I have done 
almost 800 sessions at this point. Oh my gosh. Yes, I've done a lot of sessions. And every single session describes going from the death into the spirit realm the exact same way. Wow. Everybody describes an energetic pull. Everybody describes either being in a, a space where they can look back on life. Everybody describes being able to see life from a different perspective. They understand it differently. When people get into the spirit realm, usually there's a big sigh of relief. There's so much love. They, you know, a lot of people will say, I forgot what this felt like. Everybody explains it the exact same. And what I love the most is, you know, a lot of people that come to me are not super open and connected and spiritual. So they have no idea what to expect. And even they explain it the exact same way. It's, it's the same love. It's the same feeling. And so for me, that tells me there, there is more after this. This Oh yeah. It just gives it validity when so many different people that don't know each other say the same things, you know? So yeah, I totally get it. And like if our state, normal state is with God or source or whatever for eternity, it makes sense that I've been here several hundred times because we discovered that too. I, don't, I won't say the number because it freaks me out. But I've been here several hundred times, you know, and somebody say, well, what's the difference between you coming here and a new soul? It doesn't have to do with how many times you've been to earth as far as new soul. Is that right? Right. You know, if you're a new soul, that just means that you have not incarnated on the earth plane as many okay time as somebody who is quote unquote an old soul. So for instance, you 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 have incarnated on earth umpteen amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> so you would be considered an older soul because you have experienced life on this planet many, many, many times over and over and over and over. Yes. Where technically souls really are all about the same age, but a lot of people choose not to come and experience life on this plane they would rather fulfill their you know soul evolution outside of here because there's so much less chaos you know so hard here it is so hard and it's almost like unless and i have said this before unless you want to get your phd for source or god or whatever and become a guide i mean it's just it's incredible and you know i remember saying in my session that uh because my mom i talked to my mom and I think I'm coming back one more time or at least two more times. Or I don't remember exactly. Uh, and then I'll be done and maybe I'll become a guide or something. Yes. Yes. Okay. I believe that that is what yeah. was said is that you were very close, but you were coming back to help others, not because you were still trying to fulfill parts of your journey. Technically, the reason why you were here this time was to help others around you on their journey, on their path. Right. Like this podcast, trying to spread awareness on you don't have to be afraid of dying. You don't have to be afraid to be hypnotized. You don't have to be afraid of, you know, we are taught to be afraid of ghosts and paranormal and supernatural. We're, we're taught to be afraid of all those things. And, you know, if you can just look beyond maybe something you've learned all your life and just look into a box that's not always, you know, the same box you're always in and look outside, I'm telling you guys, I have learned so much on this podcast, doing this with so many amazing people like Abby and all the other psychic mediums and just near-death experiencers and just the true crime people I talk to. It's all just so much learning and understanding. And I think that's another reason why I've been able to gain a little bit of the ability to talk to my mom, because I talk to you guys so much and you have given me that, you know, feeling that I need to trust myself and I can do that. So 
Abby, I want you to tell everyone where they can find you because if you guys are at all interested in this, you don't have to be afraid. This is amazing. And it has helped me so much on my journey. So Abby, tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. So you can always find me on my TikTok. I also have a website, which is theangelicsoul.com. And on that website, you can book past life regressions, or you can sign up for my mentorship classes. I do have an Etsy account, but I am more active through my website and through TikTok. I tell you, I'm blown away by you and I'm going to keep having you on here because some of the things you discover, we got to talk about because I haven't even talked to you about the hauntings that you've gone through when you were younger and we need to talk about that. So next time I have you on, we're going to talk about that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because those are incredible. I know. And I, I have, I literally have a story for every home I've ever lived in from the time I was two until this age. They they just don't seem to stop. At one point, my mom said, have you ever thought that maybe it's not where you live, but who you are? Oh, no. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. I think you're haunted. I think people can be haunted not in that way. But you know, you have abilities. You are a beacon. They know you can see and hear them or however you see them. And you know, they know you're there and they know, hey, listen, she's got the ability. Let's go talk to Abby. But Abby, thank you so much for joining me. I had a blast during our session. You had the gracefulness of letting me do this and spending that time with me. And I can't thank you enough, honey. Yeah, no, it's absolutely been my pleasure. I loved your session and I'm so glad that you were able to experience it. Well, I love providing because I want to know at no cost. So if you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review or you can just buy me a cup of coffee. It's kind of like a Patreon, but you don't have a monthly subscription and you can give whatever you feel led to give. I am a one-woman show and I do all of my scheduling and my interviewing and my editing. So just know your support is so greatly appreciated. And one more thing, I am a paranormal romance novelist and you can find all of my books on Amazon. Just look up my name. I'm very easy to find. Thank you guys again and I will see you next week.